Hello, my name is Samma Russell, and you're listening to episode 47 of The Place of Sound. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. And for those of you who have been following along through the past few episodes of the show, welcome back. For those of you who happen to be listening for the first time, The Place of Sound is a show that explores the theme of space or the social geography using sound and listening. We do so through a variety of audio media formats, so you can expect to do a few different types of listening in a single show. Episodes consist of what we refer to as audio portraits, or oral history-style interviews, that explore the topic of home. Soundscape compositions, which use everyday sounds to communicate the personal and social significance of a given place. And we typically end the episode with a short documentary-style piece that explores the place-based identity of the producer. The aim with these particular projects is to allow the producer to think about the places that made them who they are today. These are the types of projects you can expect to hear on The Place of Sound. And in this episode, all of them were produced by students here at Carleton University. They are what gets produced in Comm's 4501 Digital Media Production, which is a fourth year workshop course in the Communications and Media Studies program Taught by Vincent Andresani. Okay, on to the projects. In this episode, we'll listen to an audio portrait, a soundscape composition, and an audio documentary. Three projects in total. All right, let's begin with the first project of the episode. An audio portrait by Matteo Fatia. Matteo, over to you. Hi. My name is Matteo Fotia. I'm currently in my fourth year at Carleton University. What you're about to listen to is an interview that I did with my grandmother, Mary. In this interview, we discuss the topic of home and what home means to her. She touches on how home to her is the family around her, the food that she eats, the music she listens to, and certain keepsake objects. Thank you very much, and I hope you enjoy. My name is Mary. I was born in Italy, um, and I was six years old when my parents immigrated to Canada. When I think of home, I think of being surrounded by my family, um, either when I was growing up with my parents and my siblings, or after I got married and had my own family with my husband and my children. I feel more at home in Canada than I do in Italy because uh, I was only six years old when I left Italy and I grew up here in Canada. So um, for me, the I feel this is my, my home is here in Canada. I consider home to be more of an emotional place because home is where you feel loved and comfortable and happy. And that's usually an emotional place, I would think. Speaking Italian um, makes me feel at home because uh, when I was growing up, we, um, I, of course, I am fluent in Italian. And when I was growing up, my father had a big rule in our house. We were not allowed to speak English in the house 
because he said we would learn to speak English at school. So this is why I am fluent in, in Italian. And of course, it reminds me of home. And when I speak the Italian language, it does remind me of home. The foods that I eat remind me of home because they remind me of when my mother used to cook. And she would make traditional Italian dishes like pasta with broccoli or pasta with peas or pasta with chickpeas um, or pasta fascioli, which is really just uh, beans and pasta, uh, round beans with pasta. And uh, when I eat them or I smell them, it does remind me of when I was growing up and my mother used to cook um, that way. I may I do a lot of things that remind me of home, uh, traditions that I have kept up. Um, there is one thing that we, we do. Um, at Easter, my mother used to make Easter baskets out of some sweet dough. And she would actually shape them into a basket with a handle. And I used to watch her and eventually I uh, would help her make them. And then uh, when my mother could no longer make them, then I took over and I started making them. And then when I had grandchildren, now my grandchildren helped me to make them. So it's a tradition that uh, I have been doing for a long time. I have a little jewelry box that I have uh, small remem remembrances. Um, I have medallions in there. I have um, I have my oldest daughter's first tooth in that little box. Um, so I do have a lot of keepsakes in there that remind me of different things that happened throughout my life in my home. And um, every once in a while, I will open it up and look at things and uh, smile and be happy. Hello, hello. This is Xiaomu Gao from Carlton University. In this soundscape creation, you experienced a casual day in my life. I got a holiday. I travel in Montreal. I intend to relax. But why can't I just do this? Oh, I probably shouldn't use the word intend because bad things always happen when you are up to no intentions. I hope you enjoy the flow of sounds. And time. My brain just don't work anymore, which always happens halfway through every semester. That makes me feel so overloaded by assignments and pressure. I want to escape. Ladies and gentlemen, our next stop will be Montreal Central Station in a few minutes. I usually love wandering in city center, feel small and safe when being overwhelmed by busy people and cars, but not this time. I've got unfinished schoolworks at home, and they just stick in my head, wouldn't rest. I stop by church, but watching cars bumping up and down on the stone road even drove me crazy. It's 11 a.m., nothing was done, and I just hope anxiety wouldn't grow like subway's noise.
The subway finally brought me back to somewhere on the ground, somewhere with light. People pass by, leisurely chatting with each other, and I know nothing about French, which surprisingly made me feel much relieved. I wander in a French bookstore, found myself like an idiot, being surrounded by foreign words and conversations, but no longer need to understand them like understanding English and Chinese, as my brain would just automatically translate everything I learned, and then couldn't help linking them to all my pressures, school, assignments, and my unclear future. I lost that me who speaks two languages. It just feels so good being a stranger here. And now I'm alone, walking with sunshine. Birds look at me with curiosity, continue their little talks. I forgot when the noises in my head had gone. The old couple play their music at Chinatown, even when the night falls. And all I can feel is only hungry, nothing else. I never expect to find a hometown flavor in Montreal, but this little restaurant saved my evening with a bowl of wonton soup. The pure Chinese northern wonton, boiling hot all the way to my stomach. But that high temperature is what always warm people up in winter. Anxiety has already been digested along with my wonton soup. And the music still goes on. I know I'm good to go back. Changes in my family have profoundly changed my experience as an international student. I came here with fear and sadness and was a lost person in a foreign land. I would never expect Ottawa to be where I could find my home one day. The five-year journey here has cured my wound and allowed me to grow and learn to be a stronger person. Now I'm ready to face the upcoming challenge. And most importantly, I have found my home. This audio documentary traces back to the beginning of my journey. 
Special thank you to my friend Eric, who has supported me through many tough times in the past five years, and has witnessed my up and down journey in Ottawa. This piece is going to begin with the night that I want him to take a look at my story. My story with Ottawa began in June 2017. I finally received an acceptance letter from Carleton University which ended my stressful progress of applying for universities in the past two years. I soon started applying for a visa and booking my flight, trying to prepare everything for my trip. Meanwhile, I was traveling with my friend to celebrate my graduation from high school, and I'm prospecting my upcoming journey as a university student in Ottawa. One day, about two weeks before departure, my parents and I had a long conversation. They're getting divorced and plan to sell a house. They told me that they would try anything to make their marriage work. But they have tried for so long and there is nothing they can do. That night, my dad and I went for a walk and he told me that he will always be there for me. And so does my mom. He felt sorry that it was hard for me to accept that there won't be a home to return to after I left. He told me that wherever he goes, there is always a place for me to stay. Mom and I will always be your family, he said. Home is where the family at, although the place is gone. During the last two weeks at home, I was overwhelmed by the number of things that flushed at me. Even though I got so tired every day, I couldn't sleep at night. During the sleepless nights, I dug out my old yearbooks, toys, drawings, CDs, photos, and everything that made up my childhood. I did not pack them up into the cardboard boxes piling against the wall, but put them back where it was. Before I left for the airport, I made my bed, just like I always do when going to school. I want to leave some memory for me, also for my parents, and we could just both believe that I'll be just going for a while. Sometimes it is easy for the person who is leaving, but hard for those who stay. Thirty hours later, I landed in Toronto. After a two-hour lineup at the costumes, I got my study permit and soon met my agent. We headed down the road as soon as I got in the car, and we rushed to Ottawa. At 5 p.m., we arrived at my apartment and got the keys. 
It was a small apartment, but big enough for me. My agent told me that I was lucky that I could have the opportunity to live in an apartment by myself, and it was going to be an incredible experience for me to build my home over the years in university. Build my home is the phrase that caught my mind. It brought a sense of comfort and motivation, like a lighthouse guiding a ship that loses its way in the middle of the ocean. My apartment started to be filled with pieces of furniture and decorations. I saved up my monthly allowance from my parents and used the savings to get some pieces I've been eyeing for. I would spend lots of time cleaning and renovating my apartment on the weekend, and the effort I put into it has made me feel secure in this exotic land that is so far away from home. So I always keep my apartment tidy and clean. Living alone was definitely great, but the rent was expensive. I have never thought of living with someone because I have never lived with other people except for my parents. But I have to move to find a roommate. My parents' divorce did not resolve after I left for university, but it lingered throughout the years. They filed a lawsuit. Which put huge pressure on my parents and me, primarily financial pressure. In the winter of 2018, I had my first roommate, and I moved from place to place in the following years, and lived with a couple different roommates in these years as well. Living with someone for the first time was challenging. People all have different lifestyles and need to coordinate all the time. Sometimes I would get frustrated that the space is clean when I leave the apartment, but when I come back at night, it is already a mess. So there were times when I wanted to move out and live alone, but I never did. I would still clean up the mess, maintain the space daily, and find my way to conform with different roommates I had. I needed to take the responsibility for my life. And putting the effort to the goal I wanted to accomplish, no matter the uncertain factors. I remember in 17, 18, when I met you, I wasn't very familiar with you. At that time, I had heard these things, but it was hard to get them into my mind. I remember when we became good, it was in 19. Before the COVID, I met you. Yes, yes. When we met in 19, it was already started taking classes. 然后之后，嗯，当时你你在那边上班，然后之后我也过去上班了，然后那个时候就聚的比较勤了。I got my first part-time job in 2019. I wanted to get some extra income that would reduce parts of my parents' stress. My life became busier than ever, and I would juggle between campus work and volunteer work with the Chinese Student Association. From time to time, I would reward myself with parts of my salary by getting some new home gadgets, and it makes me feel the happiness that my effort is paying back in pursuing my goals of building a home. Everything is going in a positive direction until 2020. The global pandemic has put a pause on my busy life, also of my parents' lawsuit. I have to stop working due to the lockdowns that came in after the COVID outbreak. 
my parents were finalizing their divorce, but the lockdown extended the execution. The pandemic also impacted my family business, so my parents had to stop working and stay at home. I couldn't do anything except wait for the protocols to be lifted. The last thing I want is to put pressure on my parents' shoulders, so I never asked for additional financial help. In the summer of 2020, I returned to work, but the new round of lockdown soon came into place. I was lost again. When God closes a door, He opens a window. Luckily, the working hours in the summer made me eligible for the COVID benefit from the CRA. This is really that saying, "Open doors, open paths." Yeah. I've known you for so long. These things I've known. But when you come back to me again and again and again and again, I'm still surprised. At that time, I met you. It's like I didn't know you. 也不，毕竟不是很熟悉，一直到后来一起工作，你会经会跟我说一些就是零零散散的碎片吧，但是我并没有把他们整合到一起去理解。其实就是在我们疫情刚开始熟悉起来完了以后，那个时间段是一个来加拿大完了以后一个很大的打击，但是我也觉得它也是一个转机。嗯，也确实觉得说是不是自己还不够努力，或者说不够独立。然后在这样的一个危机到来的时候，完全没有还手的余地。所以说嘛，人能有多强大，不到事情发生的时候，你永远都不知道。我真想象不到，如果就是你这些事情发生在我身上，我会怎么做，我还能不能活下去？就是谁也不会预想到这些事情一定会发生，已经发生了，你就没有办法再去改变。你能做的改变就是让自己去学会。理解他，或者说学会跟他共同相处，你只能让自己变得更强大。你不能，你你也不能说你有个时间机器把它调回去，那是不现实的。所以我觉得那句话说的有道理，人都是被迫成长。成长这两个字说着容易，但是它真疼啊。嗯，怎么说呢？就是你这些事情我知道，就是就是因为我知道了你这些事情，我很有危机感。就不怕你笑话我。认识你以后，我已经很少在 Sense 上买衣服了。我觉得钱不能那么花。<笑>嗯，很好，很好。就是怎么说呢？因为我也打工，但是我没有你，就是说难听点，没有那么那么窘迫。但是我现在就是理解了，就是生活呀，它是一个生存的延续。嗯，确实是，就是有的时候，就是在你还没有面临生存压力的时候。嗯，其实你并不能理解说，生活到底是什么样。生活其实不只有享乐嘛，对吧？它也有酸甜苦辣，它有就是一件接一件的事情，然后之后没没有个头。说实话，就是咱们这么长时间来这儿留学五六年，大家其实也也都是家里边有一些事情，自己有一些事情，一件接一件，从来都没有停过。所以现在呢？现在我这也来多伦多半年了，后来你有什么心态上的变化吗？我感觉就是自从你走那会儿开始，就是那段时间
就是事情特别多，今年暑假一件接一件的事情发生。当时是爱狗去美国，然后之后我搬家，然后再到你去多伦多，然后就一系列的事情发生。但是我那个时候并没有觉得，就是说有一种无力的感觉。包括说你们走了完了以后，我就是立即过渡到了一个经济独立的状态，没有很无力的感觉，就不像以前那样遇到事情完了以后需要就是嗯缓一缓。现在感觉就是。嗯，不论发生了什么，生活发生什么样子的变化，就反正感觉就是现在完全可以适应得了生活当中会发生的这种意外的状况了，因为生活当中就一直就是一直都会有意外，所以我觉得挺好啊。我觉得 anyway you make it， 对吧？以前生活牵着你的鼻子走，现在你可以掌控生活了嘛？你想，你从你小学、中学、高中，你经历了这么多，包括你在国外生活的这个经历，我觉得。你有这个能力一点都不奇怪。嗯，就哪怕生活在发生剧烈的变化，但是你的手能抓得住，对你来说很重要的东西。然后你也逐渐有能力去守护自己的家、嗯，去经营自己的生活。现在就是我感觉，不管就是去到哪儿，住什么样的地方，它就是都可以是我的家。对，这是你应该得的，就是说你现在这样一个结果是你应得的。你跟你爸妈谈起这些，他们有啥反应？嗯，我经济独立就是到一个稳定的状态完了以后，我跟我爸妈聊了一次，因为他们这几年就是也是蛮担心的，因为他们一开始觉得对我有所亏欠，但是我没有觉得这是一个亏欠，他们并不是选择去做这样的事情，他们也有他们的人生。然后之后当时跟他们讲说，说就是基本上。完全可以做到经济独立了，然后他们就也有一种松了一口气啊，放心了的那种感觉。嗯、Although I am still moving from place to place, I have found my home. Thank you, Matteo, Florence, and Tony, for sharing your projects, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Place of Sound. Again, all these projects are produced by Carlton students in the Communication and Media Studies program. Before I sign off, a couple quick notes. The first is about the featured work section on the Place of Sound website. It's a blog that presents some of the individual projects you will hear or have heard on this show. On the site, you're of course able to play the audio work itself, but you can also see some of the original photos and the writing that students produce to go along with the audio. Since you can't see that writing or see the photos on the radio show. This is a great way to access it, so check that out on the blog section on theplaceofsound.ca. The second thing I want to mention is that if you enjoyed this show, you can listen back to previous episodes. You can find them in multiple places on ckcufm.com, on the website theplaceofsound.ca, or where you listen to other podcasts such as Apple Podcast or Amazon Podcast. Lastly, make sure you go check out our Instagram page at the Place of Sound to keep updated with new episodes and more information. 
Again, thank you so much for listening. My name is Sama Russell, and you'll be hearing more of me on this show. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day, and for now, goodbye!